Hey guys, I'm Kyle. And I'm Allie. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast, podcast, where we want to encourage you in a real, raw, and authentic way. We believe in a younger generation to rise up. So partner with us as we go all, all in, in for, for Jesus. Jesus. So I was reading in my Bible probably about a week ago, and I ran across a scripture in Titus. And this is Titus chapter 2, verse 11. It says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodly and worldly passions and teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And so that sort of sparked uh, a topic and an idea about how this thing we call grace, it kind of, it teaches us, it leads us, um, it, it catapults us into living a life of right standing. You know, it, it says upright, which kind of means righteous. Righteous means to be in right standing with God, to be upright. And, you know, ultimately to live a life free of sin, you know, free of ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live a holy life. And that's kind of what our desire is as followers of Jesus. And so we've got this this grace, but there's a framework to to grace and this idea of grace. And and that's what we're just going to talk about that tonight. Mm-hmm. But Allie, you've got stuff on, you know, holiness and kind of what it means, how it pertains to hol- grace, pertains to holiness, it leads you to holiness, because that's something that we've, that has been on both of our hearts lately, and it's something that we've both been studying. In fact, you're reading a book right now called Holier Than Thou. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, one thing that, I've never really grasped is holiness and is holy and what holy means. And I'm reading this book by Jackie Hill Perry called Holier Than Thou. And it's just talking about God's characteristics and talking about in specific um, holiness, God's holiness Mm -hmm. and how God's holiness helps us trust him. And, um, I guess when I've been like, when I've grown up and everything, I've never really understood what holiness meant. And if that was ever like, now I'm I'm not saying that we're ever going to be perfect or be right stand. Like we're going to, we're never going to be in the place where God is, but we can still pursue holiness. Yes. But we can still pursue that. Because, you know, if we're pursuing um, the likeness of him, well, everything that he is, every characteristic that he has, we are equipped to pursue um, when we. So I guess like just starting off with 
because um, the title of this episode is Grace Allows Us to Pursue Holiness. And before we dive into grace, I just want to give a definition of what holiness actually is. Because honestly, I've never really understood what holiness is. I mean, I have, but not in a deep way. Mm-hmm. And I got this definition off of Google. So thanks, Google. But... um Holy, the definition of holy is dedicated or consecrated consecrated to God or a religious purpose, sacred. Holiness is the state of being holy. Um, so those are good definitions. But the one thing that I want to highlight is that God's defining characteristic is holiness and holiness describes both his goodness and power. And if we want to pursue holiness, the th- the one being that we look to is God, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. That's a lot of what the book is about, right? Yeah. It's called Holier Than Thou. And it's because we're talking about pursuing holiness. But the book, from what you told me about it is more of a perspective of instead of you know putting the mirror instead of this book is not looking into a mirror and saying how can i be more holy Mm -hmm. but it's instead just looking at god who is holy and just diving into like those attributes that make him holy Mm -hmm. because when you understand who he is then you just have a better understanding on like who you're called to be. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, um, it's not like I'm putting um, holiness on a pedestal either above God. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm, but like that attribute is a part of him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to fully pursue him, you're going to find yourself pursuing all of his attributes, grace, love, joy, peace, um, goodness, Mm -hmm. faithfulness, um, holiness. And um, I guess what I've always thought like holiness, you know, just this, just like perfect. And, but, and, and holy, like God is, is, he is perfect. But I guess um, I've always put like, um, a label on, like, I don't know how to pursue holiness because I have to fit this image and I have to fit this perfect, you know, I don't know. It's like this unconscious standard Mm -hmm. that I think I've put on it. And it's not like it's like been like a hindrance between me and God, but it's just been like, I've never really pursued holiness because I don't really know what holiness is and I don't really know how to because it's just this weird, I don't know, just weird misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, when you're, when you have your eyes fully fixed on him, he will equip you to pursue every single attribute, you know. Mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit of a negative connotation with with holiness especially growing up Uh because of that phrase holier than thou we think about it like you know you're a church kid growing up and you have kids you know looking at you like saying you know what do they what do they say to you you're you're a goodie 
goody two shoes. Yeah, I've actually that. been I've been called that in school, <laughs> and you know I I've always been I was called that in high school, and I said yeah, I'm so proud mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like I'm a goody two shoes, and I I don't care. I'm so proud of it. You guys can call me that, you know. So and I think that phrase holier than thou can kind of play in that too. Yeah. Like if you were to deliver the truth, you know, in a school setting when you were young or whatever, and you just said it, it'd be like, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, holier yeah. than thou, yeah, that kind of thing. So, I think there is a little bit of negative connotation with it, but when we understand what it is, it's like okay, it's it's beyond, you know. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of really cheesy images, like like angels sitting on your great grandma's counter, mm-hmm. like. Ho- but holiness is is more than something like that. And it's more than uh, this. I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a, it's something we should crave. And um, you know, if somebody says you know something like that to us, oh, you're holier than thou. You know, you can say, yeah, I am, but it's not because I am anything. It's just because God, <laughs> you know. And then I that opens up a good conversation. Yeah, um, it's. Like, we're not trying to pursue holiness to look perfect in the eyes of those who are around us. We're pursuing holiness to say, to, you know, to please our Father. Mm -hmm. You know, if you love someone, you want to do everything you can to let them know, like, I just want to totally be yours and I totally just want to pursue you. So it's like pursuing holiness for, for God is, is like, look, I am going to do everything that I can to remove anything in my life that isn't the definition of holy. That is, is, you know, maybe distracting me from you. And it's not because we want to, you know, be perfect in the eyes of others but that we just we really have a heart to just pursue God and please him you know yeah yeah and so that's our heart and that's our pursuit and you know with what that verse we talked about earlier is that grace mm-hmm. so we've, we've defined holiness yeah now grace leads to holiness yeah so Let's define grace. Yeah. I don't have a, I, I don't have a Google definition of grace, yeah, but either. there's the old saying and not, or not analogy acronym of grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm-hmm. And that's a hundred percent true, but I kind of want to add something to it because if we, um, not to the acronym, but just to the definition if we look at grace in the context of that verse in Timothy, you know how it teaches us, you know, to say no to ungodly worldly things, but it teaches us to say yes to the things of God, Mm -hmm. then yes, grace is God's riches at Christ's expense for while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. But also it's this like superpower that actually allows us to live out the life he's called us to live. Yeah. So, um, there's a verse in, I'm going to have to find it here in a minute. When we're talking, when you're talking, Mm -hmm. I will find it. But it says his, his kindness 
leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. It's a famous verse. And uh, sometimes we think of this, you know, God who, who, who has grace for us. And we know it is grace abounding. And so there's sometimes a temptation to believe that because he's so gracious with his grace, because he's so good, um, I, I can kind of have a free pass mm-hmm. on some things. Yeah. I can kind of live how I want to on some things because, you know, he, because grace is there. Mm-hmm. And you see it on the extreme side. People say, well, I can do whatever I want because of grace. But that's prob- there's probably not that many people that do that. There are some. Yeah. But I think more than anything, it's, and we talked about it yesterday, it's like this, it's almost like Satan like lulls you into that just kind of unconsciousness um, it's the of un- it. Yeah, the unconscious um, taking advantage of grace. And, you know, in, uh, in Romans it says, this is Romans 6 verses 1, and you'll add to it here in a minute. Yeah. I'll just read 1 and 2, and you can expand on it. But it says, what... This is Paul. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. You know, should we go on sinning just because grace will abound all the more? Mm -hmm. Negative. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I think some of there are people that just completely go in left field with that and they take off running with it with the grace thing but a lot of us man there's just little things in our life yeah that stand in the way of us and holiness yeah truly just little things maybe it's like the i'm just giving random examples maybe it's just things we fill our head with Mm -hmm. what kind of music are we listening to um maybe it's you know what how much time are you spending in the word yeah. Or maybe how much time you're spending doing something other than in his word. Maybe yeah. it's like sports. That was a big one for me. Spend a lot of time in sports, a lot of time in sports, probably ne- neglecting the word a little bit. Yeah. Um, You'd be surprised, though, because most people, you know, when you think of like, oh, I need to, you know, get rid of some things in my life. I think, you know, our automatic, our automatic thought is that, it's like something so evil and so bad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. it can be the little things, you know, it yeah. can be, you know, the little things. And I don't really know um, an example. It could be like, should I go to church this Sunday? Oh, well, I don't have to because, you know, I can, I can just, watch it online. I can or just watch it online. Like but it's like, no, God, you know, God's really going to minister to you in yeah. that place of congregational worship. Yeah, that's an ex- that's a decent example, I think. Mm-hmm. I encourage you guys to go read the whole passage of Romans six one through fourteen, because let's talk about verse twelve. Yeah, um, but verse twelve says, "Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its desires, and do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons." For unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, 
offer yourselves to God and all the parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. Mm. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. So that is what allows us to pursue holiness. We are able to pursue holiness. We are able to offer ourselves every single bit of ourselves to God because of his grace. So if we didn't have his grace, we couldn't pursue it. You know, like none of us are perfect, but it's because of his grace that we are allowed to pursue him Mm -hmm. who is perfect. Mm -hmm. We are allowed to pursue an attribute that is of some someone who is perfect God because of his extending hand of grace and your desire to pursue holiness will deepen because of your understanding of grace like Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't understand what grace is and doesn't understand what Jesus did for them won't be eager to seek holiness because they don't know the heaviness of sin in the world. They don't know the heaviness of maybe their sinful actions. When you realize like, you know, that you are imperfect and that Jesus was put on a cross for things that you did and you said and you acted out on, mm-hmm. it's like high and it's not It's not a stigma of like earning salvation at all, but it's just, it's just, you want to please your father because he is so faithful and he is so loving and he is so kind and he's extending this grace to you. And it's almost like he's giving you this grace. He's giving you this life. So you're going to give it right back to him. You know, it's giving receiving giving receiving you know it's not just god giving and you taking and keeping it all for yourself and Mm -hmm. taking advantage of it it's him giving you taking and then right back to him Mm -hmm. that's what i think of of pursuing holiness is understanding his grace and then that understanding propels us to just pursue him in a way that's so powerful and so good. Yeah. There's that, there's that verse that says he died for us to we live for him. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it is. Um, you know, I think of, I think of in my life, um, getting victory over sin mm-hmm. because, you know, sin is sin is something that stands between us and a holy pursuit of Jesus. Yeah. Sin stands in the way. It mm-hmm. does. So overcoming that sin, it, it, you know, it, it's really, it's really important. And when you have a deep understanding of grace, it allows you to take on the sin yeah and sin no more Mm -hmm. so there's not like i wish there was a definition you know and i wish i could give you like a textbook example of understand this grace that god gives you Mm -hmm. 
but it's just not there. But that doesn't mean you can't find the answer. That doesn't mean you can't experience it just because I can't tell you. What I would encourage you to do is to start seeking and start praying. God, show me a deeper understanding. Give me a deeper understanding of your grace. Why? Well, so that I can understand you are kind to me. When I mess up, you are kind to me. Mm -hmm. And so I don't take it as this free pass, but I take it as, wow, thank you. Thank you for what you've done for me. Because if you had never done it, man, I'm in hell. Yeah. So I don't know what, you know, pray for wisdom. God, give me a, a wisdom of your grace. And uh, if you can if you can get that deeper understanding of it beyond the acronym of God's riches at Christ's expense, which that is true, I think you'll start to see... Um, and you'll start to be humbled and it'll it'll help you a lot in facing your sin head on and overcoming it. Mhm. It's good.